everyone, this is Crystal, the queen of Philippine wrestling, and I'm here with Getro Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? This is TJP, otherwise known as TJ Perkins, otherwise known as the Cruiser Great, otherwise known as the Phil and Flash, and you guys are listening to Getro Podcast. Getro Yo, 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 the Get Your Podcast crew is in the building. You got your homie, Just. What's up? It's Jay. Can we get that music for every week? That was awesome. Oh, that's Charlie. You like that? Right. Like that? Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep that on here. I'm Charlie. I'm sorry. I just, I was just so, like, I'm, like I was just so into that song. I thought, like, for one second, like, like uh, Akira Tozawa was going to come out. And then, like, then that, then that, like, beat hit. I was like, oh, okay. It's like, this is good. Okay, okay. Charlie likes this. We're, we're gonna keep it. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna keep Charlie it. Charlie approved. Charlie is approved. And happy birthday to the great Charlie, aka Great Kali. <laughs> he looks like he's he just he's he's about to turn like 63. The dude, he's one of those guys just like Gene Hackman, who's always o- looked older even when he was younger. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on his WWE profile right now. I think this is when he when he was uh, 12. <laughs> Oh, so it's yeah. his birthday today? I yeah, great colleague. Yep, it's his. How, uh, it's his birthday. How old is he? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I have no idea. I have oh, no man. idea. I gotta look um, this up now. Go ahead, go ahead, continue your thing. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look it up while you, while you, while you talk. Yeah. Well, okay. So a little bit side note. Um, my daughter Natty uh started school today. She's doing the e-learning thing, right? Um, she's used to that. You know, what I'm saying she did it last year because the lockdown happened in the middle of the school year. But it's kind of crazy that, like, in the little area of our house, um, my wife, shout out to Shar, made it look like a classroom, right? So she has a classroom feel, right? But the problem is that me and Shar have to remind ourselves that little space in our house is school. So we have to remind ourselves not to wash the dishes, not to be cooking and cleaning, not to be cursing, because it's like it's taking her off of focus of me and Char living our regular daily lives. And we're over there trying to peep, trying to see what they're talking about and stuff. And I'm trying to tell her, yo, 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 get out of here, get out of here, you know? <laughs> so it's uh, it's funny, you know what I'm saying? Okay. How, how was she liking, uh, how, how was her first day? I mean, it's cool. I mean, she, she got to see a lot of the class, uh, a lot of her class. Um, she got to see a lot of her kids from, you know, uh, her preschool mm-hmm. days. And uh, her her kindergarten days, they're all kind of in the same class. So, you know, it, it seems like she's excited. She likes it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of sad because some of the kids won't know like what it's like to have like be in a classroom. Like I don't know how long the pandemic is going to be, but like you remember how it did, how it was back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like y- you know, you have to get up to sharpen your pencil. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of stuff. You know. Well, at least she's in preschool, you know, there, I mean, there's... First grade, first grade, first grade. At least she'll have a normal class setting, you know, down the road when, you know, when it really matters, you know, in the middle school, high school. Yeah. The real times when you're gonna, we're just going to make some friends. I mean, I do feel bad for the current high school kids who didn't get to celebrate prom, whatever, but... Oh, I know. But whatever. <laughs> but shout out to schools. Hopefully, there's, hopefully that school's safe, man, because, man... That's risky as hell, but 
you know i mean they're, they're school district they're doing the right they're probably doing the right things uh you know keep the kids safe man yeah exactly and then who knows maybe this could stem into something where like you could just do something remotely like making beats kind of like the cfos <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the CFOs um, jumping into some WWE news. The CFOs who were like, you know, WWE's out, um, outside um, music beat makers, tape makers. You know, they made a lot of music for WWE, um, especially during the NXT era. They are not – they are no longer part of WWE anymore. Um, there was something going on with the publishing rights, and they thought that WWE would come in and kind of like – saved their contract but there was something with the negotiation with the publisher and it was a no-go so now whoever their distributor is whoever i don't exactly know how the the publisher works into it whole thing but cfo is no longer part of wwe and they are not doing anything with them that is the, exactly why that's my first thing i thought when big when uh what's his name um Keith Lee came out to Raw and he had totally different music than he had originally. Mm-hmm. It's because oh, he's not, okay. no longer using CFO music. So what uh, what other songs are gonna have to change then? Do you know? Um, I, I'm guessing anybody within the the last tenure of CFO, um, they're probably gonna change their music. But you know, it's so many of their so many of the the top stars are all CFO. Um, you know, I'm saying um, produce music like Sasha Banks' song is a CFO song. You know, um, what Finn Balor's I believe was. Man, so what's going to happen? Are they going to have this like kids bop, kids bop artists singing their song now? Or? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I, I that's okay. So that's the part of that WWE right. I hate it's like. Sometimes they can get really good music, and then there's that that arrow where it's just like, "Yo, what is this Nickelback type BS music?" You know that they all had coming out. You know. Oh man! Yeah, if, I, oh, go ahead. I hope uh, Mustafa Ali's music is part of CFO because I hope that music changes. That's. Uh... <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a go hard. Go hard. Uh, here he lost. That? Here he lost his uniform to Dominic, so maybe his music will change too. You know? <laughs> that was that. Like Dominic's Dominic's ring attire was like the prototype of Mustafa Ali's. <laughs> Poor guy. And Mustafa Ali's like, you better not steal that circle that I have on my palm. Oh, that's mine. That's mine. You can take everything else. <laughs> that's when I was a hacker. Oh, I mean, uh, nothing. <laughs> like blah blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now that now that uh, Vince McMahon's got some control of the music, it looks like uh, Finn Balor's gonna come out to Hornswoggle's music. I mean, like it, it's kind of sucks though, because like CFO made a lot of dope music. I mean, they Samoa Joe's music was dope, you know. Um, and then you know Kevin Owens' music was dope, you know. I, I mean, we all know how we feel about Sami Zayn's music, but like, <laughs> there was a lot of dope tracks that they all came, that we all made, you know. Wow, with Vince as a creative control over the music, he's probably gonna have like, you know, like Cotton Eye Joe for the theme, you know. Cotton Eye Joe, you know, Cotton Eye Joe. Like when Braun Strowman for Cameron Grimes for Cameron Grimes. Tommaso Ciampa's new theme song is going to be like look at this photograph <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have like Seth Rollins is going to be like can you take 
some stupid shit. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. And then, like, for like what? Like, Alistair Black's new music is going to be like, There goes my hero. What you And then, like, because they want Roman Reigns to be the biggest, like, you know, face, they're going to be like, Hey, now, you're an Alistair. Get the. Yeah, no. Smash Rock. Yeah, uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, or yeah, for like Ricochet is gonna be like some Lincoln Park, like ding ding ding. Okay, anyway, that's not Lincoln Park. That even sounds like Lincoln Park. Anyway, in the end, it doesn't even. <laughs> oh, cause Ricochet's like, not gonna get that cool music. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get like. Uh, yeah, it it sucks that like they're they're not gonna be part of WWE's music because um you know they really had some dope tracks. Ho- hopefully, maybe that can come back around, you know. But it looks like we're gonna have classic Jim Johnson come back and do uh, some. Uh, you're gonna have like Motorhead, like that guy who does Triple H's theme, like do everyone else's theme. Oh you know yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, oh man. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he passed away. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So. He, yeah. And so, we're cutting out that joke. <laughs> okay. So no more. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. No more Chris Jericho Big Show mashups. No. No. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> not that. Wait, not like that. Going back to that era of mashing up the music, like that's what's gonna happen. Like you're gonna hear like Y2J, and then you're gonna hear like slowly hear Big Show's music like right underneath it. It's like what? <laughs> you're gonna have like uh our truth and like some fast what? music is someone that you're really slow <laughs> like our <laughs> lean on me when you're not strong our truth and the money night messiah music together is on oh my gosh but yeah anyway so that's that i mean that sucks um that's pretty much it for wrestling news that i want to report um, is there anything else that you guys uh, found outside of the ring worthy? No. 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 Okay. Uh, well, we got to talk about, you know, TakeOver, SummerSlam. We got to, I mean, I know oh, what yeah. happened. It's been a few days now, but we got to review a little bit of it. Um, first of all, I want to say I'm glad I'm back on the show, man. Two weeks, I was two weeks yeah. out. You know, I had to go a little vacation. Then I also had a bachelor party Whoa. the week after. So, you know, back at it. I miss, definitely missed you guys. I definitely don't miss catching up with wrestling because it's a lot of hours to watch. But um, uh, yes, it no, it's, good to, it's good to have you back, dude. Seriously, it's really good to be, have you back, man. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Shout out to Garn, too. For, uh, Shout out to Garn, man. Yep. Shout out to Garn for bringing the appearance. Court. That was actually, that was a really good show last week, too. And then. Views did well too, according to our social media manager Daryl. You know, yes, right. I mean, who would have thought? Analytics department, thousand views, thousand views, <laughs> a thousand. It's more like a thousand, a, a million. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, we're we're just being humble. Yeah, it was. Guns um, are guns are Sasha Banks, getting us ratings, man. <laughs> you hear that, guard Sasha Banks? Damn, he's the hoss, <laughs> not the boss. He's the hoss. I don't know what that meant. I I'm gonna see myself out. See you guys. Anyway, later. yeah. Shout out to Gar. Shout out to Judge. Shout out to Daryl. Um, guys, should we talk about SummerSlam and Takeover? Which one do you guys want to go first? Hmm. <clears throat> I want to say 
I want to say both are good for sure. Okay. But I'm going to go with the worst one first. I, the worst of oh, the two. The worst. The worst. Okay. The worst of the two. So let's start off with that, you know, because the the main part of that SummerSlam was having to see Oscar wrestle twice. That's like, you know, something that I always that's something that we've always wanted to see, like an Oscar type push. And I know like those two matches she had, because she had to wrestle two times, it wasn't they weren't long, great matches. But our girl Asuka walked away with one of the belts. True. And it seems like they're planting that seed for Sasha to finally leave Bailey. So like, I think everything's looking good for the women's division. Yes. What else you got from SummerSlam? Uh, for me, like th- those two matches, the Oscar, the two ma- Oscar matches, and Bailey and Sasha. To me, those were the matches of SummerSlam, in my opinion. Uh, I really enjoyed both matches, and you know what? No one's really talking about it, but like, it, Bailey and Sa- and Oscar's match was two different matches. You know, it was kind of a smash mouth with a little bit of technical. Where the Oscar Sasha Banks match was the better match. Um, and they were just countering each other. Like, they got chemistry. I mean, I could watch those two all day. And the apron bomb, yo, how clean oh. was that? That was so clean. Shout out to Sasha and shout out to Asuka. Yo, that was the match of the night for me. Um, it sucks that, like, I thought they could have been a little bit higher on the card. But, yo, they they they, they put on a really good match, the two, the two of them. And I love the storyline between all three of them also. They're they're three of the hottest acts right now in WWE by far. Like they're 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 just, they're just so great together. So like you know like not not only this this um uh, this little mini storyline between Sasha and and Bailey is like mixing Asuka into it. It's just like like every time any of those three are are on your TV, it's like I wouldn't say a must watch, but it's definitely like something <laughs> something like a highlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they like they showed out, and the same thing. Like both matches solid, and then I'm happy to see Asuka to to win at least one of those titles. So yay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and both and all three and and all three of those uh, women, there's no losers. You know, what I mean, in that they both were over. You know, what I'm saying, and I thought that they really like put the women's division on, on notice. For sure, and now they always talk about the four horsewomen, like, but Asuka is obviously. Prove herself still- to be among you know the in that conversation for sure for a long time. Oh, a hundred percent. And she's fine. And she's fine. <laughs> and she, yes, yes. Shy. And she still got to get that green mist. You still she still got to use the green mist. But you're gonna show her that white mist, right? Yeah, you're gonna show her that white mist. You gonna show her that white mist? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's not mist. I'll tell you that. It's uh. <laughs> oh, it's uh, a little more viscous. Super sucker. Yeah, Super sucker. Anyway. <laughs> It's Titus O'Neil's kids. Super <laughs> soaker, G3 White mist. So, well, Seth and of, Dominic. <laughs> speaking of uh, white mist, did you see the Mandy Rose uh, Tony Deville match? You know. Yeah, yeah, dude. I thought That's, that match was really good. I thought that Mandy match Rose, good. Mandy Rose, not unable to pick up a, a table. Did you see that part? <laughs> She's no Devon, I'll tell you that. Like <laughs> that that table whooped her ass. That's pretty bad. But hey, she but she kept going at it and she got it up. So hey, she got nearly and near she also nearly hit the camera. You see when she threw the chair on across the table and then missed Sonia, but it almost hit a cameraman. So she did that, and then she did the triple 
the trifecta of Gitchos, the caterpillar at the end. Oh, oh it's like the caterpillar you're supposed to move forward, but she was just in the one place, you know? And speaking of white mist, did you see when she did the caterpillar? I bet you saw the Thunderdome crowd. You saw at least two people, like, jerking off or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, to me, like, I thought that match was decent. Uh, I, I, it, there was a lot of get-shows in there, the table, the chair, um, the caterpillar. The, the only part that I felt that was kind of off was what was, her, what was up with her ring attire? Yeah, that that was kind of weird. It's like she was wearing like a a one piece that didn't cover anything, and then like a and a and a bra in in the middle of it. I don't know what that, what that was, but yeah, it's like it's like it's like something wasn't something was missing, or she forgot to put something on. <laughs> and I don't know what's up with her hair. Trying to look like Mystique from X Men over there with the slick back. Uh... <laughs> Rebecca Ramon, Rebecca Romaine Stables. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what's up with her. With her hair like that, but now she's trying to get that basic instinct, man. That Sharon Stone, that Sharon Stone. <laughs> but shout out to them, you know. I mean, Sonya Deville is going through a lot right now, so yeah, which we'll talk about later. But uh, good for her to leave her leave the WWE quote on a win, and right. I feel like there's a lot of potential with Sonya too. I mean, she's a different look compared to like a lot of the other girls. So I don't know, and obviously. Mixed martial arts background, right? Right. And athletes with her, with her, with how she acted throughout this whole buildup, like she can, she can go on by herself. I mean, hopefully she gets back and handles that, the whatever the baggage of all the creepy ass guys going after her. But mm. yeah, for look me, forward she, to coming back. For me, she she said the same promo like four weeks in a row, pretty much. <laughs> but then, but then the, all four times she did it, she was great. And she, I think she's actually cemented herself as one of the top promo woman in the in, in WWE right now because like I'm nice. looking at it right like I actually enjoy her promos more I mean even though like like Bailey and Sasha are entertaining I see more fire in Sonya Deville than those two you know like like I would almost say that her 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 promo ability is actually slightly better than those two I, like Ooh. actually for me at least I enjoy them more you know so I mean if, if I was gonna say that I'd say like yeah she is a top promo person besides Asuka because Asuka's promos are fire yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes. That's so true. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. But other than that, so- Sonya Deville, she showed something. And, like, I, I can't wait to see her because like, she- I felt like she was at the top of her game. Not that she's gone, it's sad, but, like, she was at the top of her game. And, like, it just makes me want to, can't wait for her to come back. Exactly. Yeah. I feel the same way. Same here. Uh, we can move on to Dominic and Seth. And, you know, you, know, you, you saw Dominic with that damn clearance Halloween outfit he got on. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that uh, bootleg Sub Zero type costume, you know. And did you see Dominic like when when Ray was like, "Hey, I'm gonna help you out." He's like, and Dominic's like, you know, don't you know? Yeah, do your best not to help me out. And yeah. real, if, if it was real talk, Dominic should be like, "Man, you shouldn't even be here. They're not even paying your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like you should be home watching me." But um, I don't know. It was a good match, you know. A Dominic like that that frog splash though. I mean, I saw Dilo oh Brown. Dilo oh Brown's bigger and fatter than him. Do a way better frog splash than what Dominic did. His frog splash makes Christians look like Eddie Guerrero's. <laughs> he had the same frog splash Sasha Banks did. It's like the same like. Oh. Careful. <laughs> well, I'm just saying hers is not that great either. 
True, true. I got to say that, true. But, I mean, Dom was definitely not going to win. Like, Seth Rollins was not going to allow that for a newcomer just to come in. I don't care if you're Ravens. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, yeah. No way, there's no way that he was like, he slayed the beast, and then he's going to lose to Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lose this damn $10 costume looking. <laughs> the Spanish Walter? No, man. No. <laughs> it was a great match though. Like that match was like it was really good score storytelling. You know, like like when you got someone who's like so new in the ring and like has Seth like carry him to such a compelling match. It was like it was a whole lot that happened in that match, but like it just kept you like interested the whole time. Like with like with Ray's interference, like you know the mom come, like when the mom came out, I was actually like like having that mark out moment. Like oh my god, no, you stay back there, you stay back there. You know, it was like it, it was actually pretty cool. Like I, it was uh, the. I knew, like, like you said, Seth was going to win that match. But then it was, I wanted to see how, how he was going to win that match. And, like, this match is, like, you just never knew what was going to happen next. It was pretty cool. And then you're going to, like, I like to tease, too, like, you know, to, to get to get Ray to actually interfere. This is the one they were, like, trying to take take out uh, Dominic's high. You're talking about her? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I like that tease, too. And, like, yeah, like, for Dominic's first match, or I don't know how many matches he's ever had, but first time I've seen him, he, he did a great job because, you know, it's it's like very, very um, like I'd be nervous in that in that position. And like, I don't know how nervous he was, but Scherzel didn't show it. Yeah. Good job on him. And yeah, for for I don't know who between these two Oscar nominations, who's going to get the Oscar? Ray Mysterio during that match? Seth, take me. Take me. <laughs> Is it him? Or is it the ref during NXT, which we'll talk about more later, but you remember the NXT when Ciampa did that DDT off the stretcher? Oh, and you yeah. got that one ref was like, no. what did he ever do to you, man? What's this, what's he to do with you? <laughs> okay, hold on. The one thing I, I thought of when I saw this match happen is that, like, yo, uh, and then they had um, – Angie come out, Rey Mysterio's wife, right? Dominic's mom come out, and Seth is just beating him up and right in front of Ray. And all of a sudden, you see the mom come out. I'm like, yo, are they straight up trying to do a telenovela drama right now? <laughs> and it, it, and, and he looked like Rey Mysterio, like, please, 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 don't, no, 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 you cannot come out here, you cannot come out here. And she's not like she's showing like, no, that's my son, and that's my son, that's my son. And then Rollins is just like beating him up and he's like you know screaming for pain i'm like all you need is just the drama telenovela music like Hanessa, you know is this is this is this uh is he or is he yours it's like yo this is straight up like from teletumundo telenovela type shit you know all they need was Custody of Dominic on a ladder match. <laughs> oh. <laughs> shout out to Eddie Guerrero. Shout out, shout out. But I, I, I love that match, man. I thought it was dope. Pretty damn good. It was pretty damn good, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot. And shout out, yeah, like you said, Charlie Garn uh, or <laughs> Dominic did a great job in his debut. And it makes me think, like, I want to bring this up. This is this was a last call with Brother Jay topic. But since we're talking about Dominic, Dominic skipped the NXT, you know, mm. that whole experience. Uh -huh. Should he get 
is do you think he's getting like backstage heat or some animosity? I mean, I know like AJ Styles didn't have to, Luke Gallows, but they're all established. You know, Dominic <laughs> is obviously new, and he just skipped everyone. Uh, what do you think about that? Oh, there has to be. Uh, I, for me, there. Uh, has to be. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Justin. He's Rey Mysterio's son. I mean, <laughs> you know, like if anyone should get a pass, it, it should be him. You know what I mean? And plus, this is just a one-off storyline. You know, it's not like he's gonna come back and wrestle for the Intercontinental Championship in like two months. You know, this is just part of a storyline. The thing is, like. My thing is, what is going to happen after this? Is he going to go to NXT and actually be a performance, uh, performance center like type of wrestler? Is he going to be there with Samoan Johnson and, and they're going to work together and maybe you know start their careers at the same time? Like that's what I want to know. Like I don't think any of the NXT people should should feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like you know, it's like like WWE has shown like you know they'll they'll fast track some people like they'll they'll probably tell their their uh, NXT people, hey, you might be here for years, you might be here for weeks, months. It's not our call. It's just what Vince wants. You know, it's what's gonna make us money right now. So the so they're like, if I were uh, if uh, if I were from NXT, I'd be I'd be putting like you know like X flax in this drink. You know, like fuck that. You know, it's like like I've been working like super hard to be on to be on TV, and you just could you jump over me like like for me, I'd be a little upset. I would understand it. Like I get it. You know, he's part of this compelling storyline, and he did a great job. But you know, you look at someone like Tyler Breeze, who's been in uh in FCW and uh, NXT for like ten mm-hmm. years. You know, it's like sort of like yo. Because like WWE and wrestling is predicated on paying your dues, and like you know he he paid his dues by getting by getting whipped and caned for like a for like a uh, a segment. But in the end, it's like nothing nothing can replace like years grinding to be a, to be a wrestler, you know. So it's sort of like what the hell, dude. So it's it is what it is, and like I'd I'd probably be like screw you, but hey, I'm happy for Dominic because he he was put in that position and he did great. Right, right, that's right. true. And Dominic, Di- Dominic Dijakovic is just like, well, I'm here another three years. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, ch- I'm changing my name. Dijakovic. Yeah, Dominic Mysterio's lost son, long lost <laughs> white son. Um, that's why I'm in retribution. That's why. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I think Ray Mysterio had sex with that uh that guy that what is that guy's name? Oh, I forget it. Never mind. Ooh. That jokes you. I was gonna say the guy from I Must Break You from the Rocky movies. Dolph Lundgren. Oh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, yeah. So anyway, so what about SummerSlam, guys? I thought it was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have. Do you want? To, I mean, that McIntyre Randy Orton match was just a slobber knocker type match. Actually, I like that too. Yeah, great match. Um, yeah. Also, McIntyre. Uh, but then you gotta talk about the fiend and the uh, bra because oh. you know you got the like the, the, the golden child Roman Reigns coming back. Yeah, you, you didn't see that coming. You didn't see that coming. And he's looking lean. He's looking. He's looking good, man. Looking lean, still huge. I feel like there would have yep. been huge New pop. Team. You know, if there was a crowd there, there'd have been a really huge pop. But I feel like, you know, this could be possibly the turning point. You know. But did you see his teeth though? His teeth like look extra wild. He looked like he was running for president in 2020 against Donald Trump, man. You see that? Okay, maybe not, but <laughs> Hello, hello. <laughs> yes. Sorry. No, 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 that's fine. I I just you know, I just I I like um talking to myself with shitty jokes. <laughs> did 
Justin. Did Justin sign up? <laughs> he was anyway. floored by my comment. He's like, what I a take. So. He's like, I got to hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, SummerSlam is great, but it does not add up to what NXT put together. You, do you agree or no? Because I, uh, I agree I completely. completely. Like, like they had a lot to they had a lot to um, live up to. Because when I saw a Takeover XXX, I was thinking about something way more awesome. <laughs> but no, like in this this event, top to bottom, great. I loved every single match. Well, uh, uh, I wouldn't say every match, but for the most part, it was an excellent, excellent, excellent show, and it couldn't have been better. Been better. Yeah, and that ladder match. Wait, what did you say was the best match? Ladder match? Oh, actually, no, no, no. Like my my best match was actually a tie between Balor and Thatcher, and then the uh, Shirai and the. Well, actually, no, it was a three way tie when I think about it. Shirai and and, and uh, Dakota Kai. Yeah, yep. and then the McAfee Cole, and then the Thatcher match. The Thatcher and uh, Finn Balor match. Those three like just k- killed it for me. It was great. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We'll get to that. But the ladder match was my favorite. Nice, nice. Sure. I just thought that it was actually one of like the cleanest I've ever seen. I feel like there was not really any there was it was definitely spotty for sure. Like you, you knew like something was gonna happen, but yeah, it was clean. And the only like miss might have been that Gargano power bombing Grimes on the ladder. But oh, only yeah, one yeah. thing one thing after all that happened in that match. Like, so many surprises, great spot. I didn't think Priest was going to win. There were so many, like, close calls. Who's going to get it? All of that combined made it my favorite match of the night. Um, Second has to go to Pat McAfee. I'm a little biased because I like Pat McAfee's show. And, you know, Justin was saying Stephen Amell was the bar. Man, Pat McAfee obliterated that. Moonsault landing on his feet, you know. He was he was good, man. I don't know how much he was, how long he was training for, but he looked good. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, what do you what do you what do you think of the other matches? Of carrying, well, yeah, carrying cross. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad Keith Lee. I'm glad Keith Lee. I know he lost, but I'm glad he moved on to something else. Because man, how are you gonna have that two minute entrance for carrying cross and lose? Yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> so like, I think Karrion <laughs> Cross was set up to win this shit. Me too, me too. Uh, I mean, it, it was just written on the wall. Like ever since he came in and like busted, uh, busted what's his name's ass, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, right when he right when he showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it was just kind of written on the wall. I mean, I mean, you would think that Keith Lee would have a longer reign, but then I guess you know what we didn't know like later on was that he was gonna be called up anyway. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't. I don't know if you heard about this. But like in the middle of that match, actually, uh, Karen Cross took a bump, and then he and then he, uh, he his shoulder popped out. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah. So he actually was he rest, he finished that match on a separated shoulder. Crazy. Yeah. Right. And then so so that I mean that like I was wondering about that match because like to, for me like it started off real hot like they were just popping each other left and right, left and right, and then sure enough it just kind of like went this like this slow methodical. Like, uh, but then it wasn't like a entertaining, slow, methodical. It was kind of like for me, it dragged a little bit, and I was expecting way more like hard hitting, like the Dajakovic, uh, uh, Keith Lee type matches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, but then, uh, that's probably what explains it was was that injury. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> I was gonna say. 
and then you know he then he relinquishes the title then uh, on Wednesday. So so there you go. But it overall it was still a damn good match and props to Karrion Cross because like that man gutted out because you would have never known. Yeah, I would have not known either. And even bigger shout out to him. Um, yeah, I can't believe yeah, Io Shirai, Dakota Kai. I I like them both. I'm glad Io won. You know, Finn Balor, Thatcher always they they've been going after it a while now, and they've always had good matches. Exactly. Late, so. Oh, that's my kind of shit. Like I like the I like the technical technical <laughs> match and like the like technical and like hard hitting matches. So like that one, that one was right up my alley, and it was, just, and then like I didn't expect much because I just thought stylistically they didn't really match. You know, like it was just like a high flyer versus a a bruiser. But but what's his name? Balor showed that he's got some technical chops, and he he hung in there, and then like he was just so smooth in everything he did. And then that match to me was awesome. That's why I loved it so much. And and yeah, it was maybe because of those my low expectations why I liked it so much. But it was like a three way tie for me because like yeah, like. Like what you said earlier with uh, Pat McAfee, my God, for his first televised match, like the spots that you're mentioning, like the backflip and like the, the flip into the crowd and all that, like, and then not even that, like, take away all those spotty, like those spots that he did, that match told a great story. It mm-hmm. did. It, it, was, it was just like, you know, like he was way over his head. Like McAfee's way over his head, but he still hung in there, like based off his athleticism. And then, like in the end, it just showed that Cole was—it's this is Cole's world, and he wins decisively. I liked it a lot. Nice, yeah. And we all knew Adam Cole was going to win that, but it was nice little like feud between them. Nice little like transition to what Adam Cole was going to do next after he after he lost the title. Um, so yeah, and honestly, like while we're talking about takeover, looks. Actually, well, we, we should probably talk about Raw. <laughs> sure. we'll, we'll go chronologically here. Because I want to talk about NXT, because that was, like, amazing after that. But let's go to Raw real quick. I only have a few things. Um, and <laughs> this is not even a, even a big deal, but Ricochet is ass. His oh, points, talk man. About he talk, needs about talk about it. Did you see him with the MVP again with said He goes, you know, tell him. He goes, you need to get the step in. Did you remember that when he said that? Yep. Who says yeah, that? Yeah. Stepping? Get to stepping? <sighs> oh my god! It's like every single guy has their own. It's like it's like everyone else is using the same writer except for Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some kid right in the back with a crayon. Like here, say this shit. <laughs> Ricochet oh is like god. I don't need a writer. I don't need a writer. I got these better comebacks. You're not a champ. You're a chump, bro. <laughs> you didn't get to stepping. You're about to get a receipt. You're about to get a receipt. <laughs> See, MVP is trying to get to Cedric Alexander for a while now. I mean, I think he'll budge. Because um, they just, they need just like, I feel like the Hurt Business needs like one more person to kind of be like a faction. I don't know. They have like three people. Now, that's just what I think. And I feel like Ced could be that fourth. And what if like Cedric Alexander actually joined the Hurt Business and like in that whole conversation, like turned to Ricochet and was like, yeah, man, you're corny as hell. I think I'm going to get to step in <laughs> on the hurt. <laughs> Insert Jada Kiss laugh right there. Jada Kiss laugh. <laughs> and then you have, like, I don't know. If Cedric uh, is part of the uh, hurt business, I don't know if I could take him seriously I, as, as a bad guy. That's true, because they keep calling him Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah. 
are true. Yeah, I, I don't know. And what is up with the Hurt Business's T-shirts? Ooh, yeah. Oh, God. Looking like why some. Why is it in the back? I'm in. Yeah, what is it? I'm in. Like what the? <laughs> that's like what that's what an Asian guy says when he, you know he's <laughs> laying with some chick. <laughs> I was like, then Bobby Lashley should not be wearing that type of shirt. Then, if that's yeah, the right. <laughs> What if you're like what if you're like Korean and that's your last name? It's like okay. There you go. Her business is a bunch of Korean guys. Oh yeah. Shout out to the Korean guys. Shout out to Bulgogi. Oh, shout out to Chido. Chido. So real quick, so Keith Lee, and you know, I feel like this is a Vince call with his new ring attire. Maybe Vince oh. wanted to have his shirt off because he's a little, you know, a little still big. Maybe Vince want to give them some steroids or something so they look more chiseled. But him wearing a T-shirt is for sure Vince's call. Yeah. Right. Right. And I, to me, I don't think he needs it. I don't. Why? Why does it have to be covered up? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's how Vince wants it. He wants the uh, steamy hot men. He wants the chiseled bod. <laughs> Even though the Viking Raiders are naked too, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't yeah, know. I don't know what he's got on uh, unless Keith Lee was like yo I'm gonna be around Sasha Banks I got all, I got all insecure so, uh, I didn't put a shirt on. I'm around Sasha Banks uh, she's not gonna like me no I'm just kidding but, uh, but uh, what else like you got little, what's up what else oh, you got no, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about like like going back to his, his outfit those shorts that he had on looking like oh my god yeah looking like he was he was uh, like Paying tribute to a Roddy Roddy Piper or some shit. Yeah, I've never seen a fat guy wear Muay Thai shorts ever. <laughs> Look, looking like I got next, you know? <laughs> What's the score? <laughs> That's seriously the first to wear Muay Thai shirts who's like over 300 pounds. <laughs> God, but uh, <laughs> what else do you guys got from Raw? Uh, the, I like the, I like the um, Alistair Black heel turn. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay, was, okay. Because okay. only because like he needed something new, you know. It's like some like he was nothing but an entrance and a kick. That's what he basically was throughout this whole. And he was just he was just like a, and he was just like the you know the Rey Mysterio's kind of like I'm trying to save you, dude. Like you know what I mean? It's like like yeah. he he was just kind of a lackey in a sense where it's like you see this like like this dude who looks like a million bucks, but then basically his entrance was like you know him like like coming up like a coffin right you know a part of me just wanted him to go right back down there because it's like it was because it was like you know he just needed something new so it was this was a this was a good and like it was good that he turned on kevin owens because like kevin owens couldn't make any any uh rivalry work so i'm looking forward yeah. to see those two and the same thing both are great great in the ring so i'm looking forward to future future matches for, for those two and yeah so uh, i'm i'm happy to do something new with him because right now it was a whole lot of nothing yeah, to me, that's kind of like what, how I felt too. Like, I agree with everything that you're saying. Plus, him being paired up with Kevin Owens is only going to help him for longevity-wise because one of the things that Aleister Black can't do is cut a promo. And when you're with somebody with Kevin Owens, you're kind of forced to cut a good promo, you know? Uh, Kevin Owens is one of the best talkers in WWE. So, like, if you don't learn how to cut a promo for Kevin Owens, then I, I think you're in the wrong business. 
Yeah, he could be like in a, in a, a Karate Kid movie or something with those, those cool kicks. But like, oh, yeah. that. It's like he'll, he'll be oh, the one getting his ass beat by, by Tony Ja. <laughs> Tony Ja. Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. <laughs> But yeah, like that. Was, other than that, I don't know. Not much. Not that much happened in Raw. It was. It was like kind of like whatever. I mean, the, we also got like Orton, like just beat, like punting the living daylights out of Drew McIntyre. So I'm glad they're continuing that feud because that match with SummerSlam was really good. So and it did end in a in a uh, roll up. So you know, you you kind of want to see a, a more definitive win. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I did like the two. Uh, I did like the tag team match with the. Uh, the Golden Role Models and uh, Asuka and Shayna Baszler, right? That was uh, that was the match too. Um, um, or that's the match at Payback, right? Yeah, Payback. They're gonna do. It's gonna be Nia and uh, Shayna versus. Oh, uh, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. The the Golden Role Models. Yeah. There, there's a there's also a get show moment I want to talk about on Raw, is when Dyer Dawkins was talking about um, uh, Garza. And how, like, he was just making fun of him about, like, pulling his pants off. And then Dawkins was saying that he was going to pull his pants off, too. I'm like, get chill. Nobody want to see that eight solo cup looking. <laughs> You're right. I, I'm with you. I, I don't want to see that either. So, like, yeah. it, it, well, that'll be the worst match when you got two guys just ripping off their pants and start fighting again. Like <laughs> Exactly, and and uh, and I don't. That's the probably one feud that I don't get. Really, it's like the Garza with the what's her Demi. What's her name from the Bachelorette? Like I don't understand why she's there, and and this whole thing with what's it? Go ahead. No, I'm just saying she's nice to look at. Like she's really she's really cute. Yeah, but then at the same time, like the WWE is promoting like women's evolution. Like they're more than just eye candy, and then you have this. It's like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you're, you want us to take the women seriously, but then you have this. It's like, I understand. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, you know, she's eye candy. But is she needed right now? I'm going to disagree only because it's like, it's only one segment. You know, like, yeah, it's not really needed. But at the same time, okay. the women's evolution okay. is still looking pretty good because it's like, like, they also had that, that six-man that six tag, six-woman tag with, like, the uh, Iconics and uh, – and what's the Triconics with, with, uh, what's Triconics. the name? Yeah. yeah Zelina and the, against the Riot Squad and uh, Bianca. Oh. And then there was also that segment with, uh, Natalia and Lana and Mickey James. So it's like, there the women's are, women are still being presented really well. So it's just like a, that's just like a side thing. And then, plus it's getting the Viking Raiders or, over because you're giving personality to, uh, to Ivar, Ivar. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I, so I'm not mad at it. I see what you're saying, but it's like, it could be way worse. It could just be like, underground the whole way where it's like ass in your face the whole time oh god yes man yeah ass in your face and blah 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 yeah but yeah anyway that that was raw and and like this is kind of funny like on the group chat we were talking like how raw and smackdown are kind of like in this weird like waiting room where they're you know they just got off of SummerSlam, but they're continuing on to payback you know oh yeah (laughs) And, and, and it's and it's weird because like it's it's the backlash of SummerSlam, but it's the go home for payback. And to me, like, you know, I get it why they're having a pay-per-view. I guess it's like a way to like finish up storylines, but is there anything, any matches that you're looking forward to at payback? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me pull up, let me pull up the card. Okay. And we'll see. And I agree with you, Dustin. Like, they just had SummerSlam. I don't know if they're trying to be, like, AEW where they have, like, a different theme. I don't know. It just 
it's too soon after after a good weekend. I guess maybe there's trying to capitalize or I don't know on the on the new fans. I don't know, but here's the lineup: Keith Lee versus Randy Orton, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Shayna and Nia Jax for the tag team championships, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman for the Universal, and Apollo Cruz versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. Now, <laughs> I have, or maybe I might be. Uh, oh, I guess the Cesaro and Shinsuke versus the Lucha House Party. Okay. Is that? I might be wrong. <laughs> that 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 match might be surprise some people, but not today. Uh, but. <laughs> oh, so these are just rumors. These are just rumors. Jeff Hardy oh. versus AJ Styles. Because mm-hmm. um, there's yeah, there's only four uh, four official matches. The Miz versus Big E, stemming from Talking oh, Smack, okay. which I'll bring up later. Okay. Great segment. Great segment. But uh, so I have this idea. We have this a new segment called Bold Predictions. You know, I, you see this a lot during uh, football countdown, NFL Sunday countdowns, where they just make a bold prediction and then we'll just keep track on it if any of them hit. And it's got to be bold. It can't just be like Sasha wins my schoolboy pin. Right. <laughs> it's like something stupid. <laughs> it's got to be a bold prediction. Still attainable, but still outlandish at the same time. Hmm. Okay. I will start off. We talked about Cedric Alexander a lot. I think Cedric Alexander will finally turn on his corny ass friend Ricochet. He will interrupt the Apollo Crews match, forcing Bobby Lashley to win the United States Championship again. And then that's when said officially joins the Hurt Business. Ah, okay. Is that bold? Okay, okay. That's a bold. I like that. I like that. And like you and you said, I I mean, even though I I can't see Cedric as a bad guy, but you're right. He could be that one guy that kind of put hurt business uh, on the map. Cedric Alexander, he's yeah. known for that, putting people on the map. <laughs> he's a star. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna make a bold prediction myself. Is like um. So, you know, you got the big dog coming back, and he's in a triple threat match with uh, the Fiend and Braun. And let's say let's say Roman wins, okay? I think this is where Otis is going to cash in. Dead silence. Otis. Wow. <laughs> That's – no, I just didn't. I just didn't. Like, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, keep going. Like, I don't know. I, didn't, I, I think oh, this is the only time where I can see Otis cashing in, and it won't matter. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, can't, I mean, him cashing in on Brom is just gonna make Brom look stupid. Him doing it on the Fiend, yo, the internet community will go, will like go to the building and burn it down if that happens. Otis cashing in on Roman. I think people could be okay, uh, okay with that, especially if, let's say Roman win- wins, and then like, you know, the be- the uh, the fiend and whoever starts beating Roman up, and then like you kind of don't see it, and then Otis comes in and, and steals it, you know. That would be wild. That would definitely be wild. But I don't know if like there's enough like hair oil in the in the whole world to like cover that match. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, honestly, other than like maybe the, the golden role models tag team match. That might be the only thing that saves payback too. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, like every time I, I think that payback's gonna, I mean, WWE's gonna suck. They always come up with something like crazy to happening. You know what I mean? True, so true, so true. it's like it's like, and they always somehow come out with a good show. You know, like and like that's why like I don't. I'm I'm looking forward to this because it's like for me, it's like what you call it. For me, it's like yeah, exactly. When I don't have like high expectations, it's like I'm pleasantly surprised. It's like i.e. that uh that Thatcher Finn Balor match. That's just yeah, but, but as long as we're going bold predictions, I got a bold prediction, and okay. I, it's not only is it bold, I'm guaranteeing it's gonna happen. So uh, okay, so the for this this tag team title match, right? Not only are we gonna have new tag team title tag team champions in Nia Jax and uh, and Shayna Baszler, it's uh, Bailey is gonna turn on Sasha this week. So everyone's thinking that Sasha's gonna turn on Bailey, but no. Bailey is going to be the one who turns on Sasha. And not only that, we're starting a new Hurt business, and that's Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Bailey. They're, they're going to make their own team, and it's going to be glorious. Like, Robert Roode glorious. <laughs> glorious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I can get with that. I can get with that. Let's do it. And then, Let's and do then it. You're gonna get Michael Cole go. Anything could happen in the WWE. Ah, you know, you know that. Ah, you didn't see that coming. Ah, you didn't see that coming. Ah. <laughs> and that noise. You're gonna make that noise each time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's bold. That's bold. All right. So we'll keep track of these bold predictions, and we'll uh, we'll see if any of us are right. I mean, there's a good chance like five percent of these things will actually hit. Oh, it, of all oh, the it. things we'll do, but. It's a cool game to play. Yeah. Um, so I want to get – I know we talked about payback. I want to go backwards a bit and talk about NXT because, Ooh. yo, NXT kind of yeah. kept that momentum going from TakeOver, you know, starting with the, you know, seeing Wade Barrett for the first time in years. You know, you saw a title relinquish in the beginning. You saw, uh-huh. a title, you saw a title change in tag teams. You saw a crazy situation with yeah. Tommaso Ciampa's return. You saw the comedy, you know, you got from went from there to the comedy with Robert Stone with him nuts getting run over by Shotzi. Um right. just had everything. And then you get and, and then you got yep. the announcement of the fatal four away for the uh vacant title. And it's just like Fatal Fatal Iron Man four way. Yep. Yeah, Iron Man four way. That's crazy. So like just it, it, I don't know I was just like mine just kept it just kept going better and better and better. The only thing that would make it the best though, because I mean when William Regal was talking about all like former NXT champions, they should have included people in like that I got in the main roster too, you know. Like that would be that like well you would be more like the top available former NXT champions. So obviously like Drew McIntyre wouldn't work because Kevin Owens, you know, Kevin. Yeah, I guess you can use Kevin Owens. Yeah, so like someone like Kevin Owens would. Okay, so my four, all okay. my four, okay, of available available stars would be Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Ooh. Kevin Ooh. Owens, and I had written down Alistair Black, but now that he's in a feud, I didn't know that he was in a that he had a heel turn. <laughs> okay, um, so I will swap Alistair Black with Samoa Joe. Ooh, Samoa okay. Joe, you know. I mean, I would, I would want to choose Shinsuke, but Shinsuke has a belt. But Samoa Joe is great too, another a two-time NXT champion. So that would be my four: Cole Balor, Owens, and Samoa Joe. What do you, uh, in your perfect fatal four of available NXT champions, who would you have? 
Ah, <sighs> uh, Charlie, do you want to go or? Uh, I'm drawing a blank, so you, you go first. I'll, 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 I got this. Okay, so let's say, okay, are, do they have to have a belt not to be part of this four-way, or is just wh whatever we think? Um, any it could be any any four, but any four that like realistically could be in the match. So that's oh, why realistically. Oh yeah, man, that's that's like, until you said uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Like because he is a tag team holder, like that was gonna be a pick that I was gonna put. Um, well, I guess in a perfect world, let's just just choose any NXT champion on your fatal four. Okay, well, okay, well, here, here, I, I actually would go with the two that's already that you already said. So you said Adam Cole uh, for sure, uh, Finn Balor for sure, and then you know, I mean, I, in a way, like I, you could still do it if if this thing didn't happen, but you could put Big E in there. Oh, B a very early uh, winner. Yeah, B yeah, Big E was the second uh, NXT title holder uh, after Seth Rollins, so you could put uh -huh. Big E in there. Um, just to Bo like Bo Dallas, Bo Dallas. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still available? I think he's still available, right? <laughs> he counts. He's, he's Sister Abigail. <laughs> you know, and then and then like maybe okay, so let's say Big E's in there, so that's your third, and then perhaps Triple H would get on the phone and just somehow convince Sami Zayn to come from home and jump in this one, you know? We could. Oh, man, that would be great. That would be great. That would be great. To me, like, if if that was done that way, I think for me that would be, like, the available four. But who they have is, like, yo, you can't, you can't knock who you have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you could also add uh, uh, Bobby Roode. I mean, he ain't doing shit, so – <laughs> that's true he's like the forgotten he's like that forgotten NXT champion too by the way it would be uh, sick if uh, Andrade was available Andrade would be sick oh yes oh god that's another yeah damn it yeah, my my match would wind up being like a, like one of those like like a elimination elimination chamber because like I could think of six guys I, I would love to see in a match like this, but I think WWE got it right. Like, well, not right. Like, cause like like they I know they call themselves the Mount Rushmore of, of NXT or at least Adam Cole said it. But uh, yeah, really? like I'm I'm with you guys. Like like uh, Jay, I love your list. The only two people I would add, like, oh, let me see. I'm thinking this is my guys. I got Samoa Joe, I got Drew Drew McIntyre, I got Seth Rollins. And I got Adam Cole. That's gonna Ooh, be my four. Because nice. like, cause like, it's like it, the thing is like, I can't argue like why. It's just like, it's just who I think are really good. But it's like you can't. That's that's how good the NXT alumni are. Besides Bodellas, they're just so good, you know. So besides Bodellas, 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 like it's like like uh like NXT, they like they they come out with some great, great, great wrestlers. So. And then Sami Zayn would be would be up there for me because like I, I like I argued on the unpopular opinion show that I thought Sami Zayn is arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world. So, shout out. Yep. Yeah. Out to smack and raw. A lot of good people to choose from. Uh, uh, yeah, so I mentioned a, I mentioned a lot from NXT. Uh, what else do you want to expand on? Manny Rose. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, Oh. Because I wanted to say, I felt like it was a, you know, the Shotzi Blackheart Mia Yim. I know it wasn't like the best match, but I felt there was a nice little like passing of the torch, if you will. Yes. Okay. You know, so Mia, I, that was going to yeah. be something I was going to say too. Yeah. Like but, you could tell that NXT has a lot of investment in Shotzi Blackheart, you know? 
um, like we talked about like a couple months ago, they put her in that gauntlet, even though she lost, but she like passed like three people, you know? And then if you look at since then, she's been like on TV a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, they're giving you just enough to where you don't get tired of her, but just enough to where like, it's her time to shine. And to me, like she's capitalizing every um, match that she's been in. Every time she's on TV, she's like, she made a, a, a good use of it. So to me, shout out to her, you know what I mean? Representing the Filipinos too. Like, so I'm glad that she's having this little bit of a low key push. Um, and like you said, maybe it's a passing of the torch for Mia Yim because she is probably going to be in retribution too. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Like with this whole retribution thing, it's like it's it's cool to wonder like who's it who's in it. But I feel like they they change every single week. It was like like I said like the first week they were all like tiny people and then they had they got the Mario mushroom and they're all like really big now and there was like ten and there's six and now there's eight. You know it's like right right yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Like I, I hope me and gets a call up either way. Like whether it's retribution or not, but yeah but yeah it is that uh, that would be a great passing the torch and like what what to add on to that match it was short and sweet. Like I loved it because it 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 got, it got to the point, you know, and like everyone still looked looked good, and then yeah, it was it was uh like the whole episode of NXT just flowed. A lot happened, but it was just awesome. Like everything was just worked really well. Nice, and we also saw an Austin Theory sighting, and with with Bronson Reed, and that was kind of like kind of lame too, because like Austin Theory's bragging that he was in WrestleMania, but like, dude, if he continues this shtick of how he's like this prodigy because he got called up. Dude, he lost every time he was in the main roster. Like, someone's for sure yeah. going to bring that up if he keeps, like, using that as his, like, fodder for, you know, talking crap. I was um, the bitch. I was the bitch in, uh, in Zelina's group. I was the bitch in Zelina's group. <laughs> and you see him smile after he got hit by Bronson Reed. He was like... Yeah, it makes you wonder a lot of things, you know? It's like, would you still be smiling if it was uh, John Atlas? It's like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Well, Tommaso Ciampa took care of John At- Johnny Atlas with that uh, those DDTs. It seems like that's going to be his. I mean, even that Randy Orton type DDT. I don't know. Is Randy Orton finally being generous oh. with the, giving away <laughs> the, the second the second rope thing? The second rope thing. I know that under that Undertaker documentary kind of like opened his eyes a little bit. He's like wrestling Keith Lee. Now he's uh, giving people his moves. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but, no, uh, you're right. You're right. I, I gotta say, like, yeah, you may be onto something there, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like that move too. And man, that was crazy when he did it on Johnny. When he when he did it off the the, the stretcher. So sucks for Johnny Atlas, but uh, a good uh, I don't know, a good. When you see a guy get his eye ripped out and come back like after like a month, like Mr. Atlas will be back and <laughs> do in no time. <laughs> well, like, like, just like Shawn Michaels, he got he got RKO'd and punted, and he's, next week he's coming back. He's coming back into meetings. Like, hey, okay, let's let's talk about what's going to happen next next week. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so uh, that's all I got from uh, NXT. Uh, um, the one thing I gotta say is, like, did you did you like Karrion Cross's promo? Oh, uh, what about it? Like, did you guys like it? I mean, there there was one part in me that I was kind of like, I don't know how I could do with this regular voice into demon voice type of thing that he does. You know, like he's like reading, like he's like reading poetry, and he's like, 
the road I've taken isn't so bad. But it got me to where I need to be. And now my time doesn't change. It's like, good, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Am I the only one that caught that? Or? I, I, just, I just thought it was like a generic promo for me. You know, I was kind of like, ah, okay, cool, whatever. I mean, like, I was more more stuck on the idea that he had to give up his title. So, like, I didn't really notice, like, the the man resins or, like, anything like that. I mean, he's kind of been the guy who just does really cool faces, you know? Just, like, right, like, right, right, like, right. like, like every everything he does, like, entrance, like, leaving the ring, like, mad, angry, that's all it is who he is with. But, I mean, the promo wasn't bad, but it was, wasn't anything, like, out of this world either. Right. Um, I did like the visual of, with him uh, having the title in that area that kind of looked like a, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, I don't know, the, the visual with all the smoke and all that shit. Like, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, that's what they're known for. Um, this gimmick is, like, being very visual and, you know, I mean, shout out to him. Hopefully, hopefully speed of recovery. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, should we, I mean, we didn't really do a winner and loser of the week. Um I we can skip that if you want. I want to say my loser's AEW. But <sighs> yeah. But yeah, we can we can move on to uh unless are we done with the rest of the I mean I could give a winner I could give a winner loser too. I, I don't know how Justin how you feel. Yeah, I got it. Go for it, go for it, dude. Yeah, winner of the winner of the week to me has gotta be WWE. I mean, they had two shows over the weekend. Um and it's funny because they the past couple pay-per-views and, and shows that they had have kind of been lackluster. Um, to me, um, they delivered in both shows, TakeOver and SummerSlam. And they also delivered with the whole um, Thunderdome thing with having people come in and everything like that. Um, and having the fans register and you could see them and and have the uh, arena be built the way it was. So I thought WWE, in my opinion, was the winner. Uh, the losers of the week are those stupid-ass sweaties that took it upon themselves to put Fire Velveteen Dream, dress up like a KKK, put Chris Benoit on the fucking camera. Like, these these are the reasons why wrestling fans get looked down upon, are these idiots. Yep. It's like you, you had this opportunity to do something like you could have just been yourself, been there as a fan, but you took your opportunity to show yourself that you're a real idiot and this is the reason why people frown upon wrestling is because of idiots like you. So um, I hope that, you know, your Wi-Fi gets damaged. I hope that, <laughs> you know, I hope that your mom doesn't pay your electric bill. Um, I hope that, you know, you lose all your Fortnite cash. So um, you I sweaty ass. People, stop that shit. All right. I agree. That was actually my loser of the week, too, because it, it just shows that, like, it's going to ruin it for everybody else. Like, it shows that wrestling fans can't have nice things. You know, it's sort of like, what the hell, guys? I mean, we're you're given a privilege to like be on TV, like take that responsibility and be responsible with it. You know, like don't still don't show stupid shit like that. Like and like same thing. Like for 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 instance, SummerSlam, uh, SummerSlam, Mandy versus uh Sonya. They put up a picture of the the guy who went into Sonya's house, like during the Sonya Sonya match. You know, yeah. So so there you go. There's like that insensitivity right there. Like you see someone going through something tragic, and you're like, you're gonna what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna make fun of them and try to like get a few likes on Twitter for that shit. Good job, Ariel. You're you're the man now. You know, you're just a coward right. who like who like is just wants to like like entertain themselves. So it's like I'm with you. They are the losers of the week. Like you know, talk about insensitivity. Same thing with the whole Benoit thing. I mean, seriously, KKK. That's like it's like the worst of the worst. Like like 
they say that all like uh, wrestling fans are idiots. No, it's just these fuckers. And it's like, like thanks for nothing. You know, like go, exactly. go, like proving to the world that we are a bunch of idiots. Like, thank yeah, you very exactly. much. You know? It's, it's it's you ruined it for everyone. You know, it's like it, it ha, it's a it's an every profession. Like you know, you have like a negative connotation that those to something, and what do you do? You you perpetuate it. Thanks, asshole. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna be watching Payback in Thunderdome this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I guess my question now is, how do I fit my whole dick on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> No, like I seriously am gonna be like a, an audience member in payback, and like I will be on my best behavior because like I will not be doing that. I will not ruin it for people, and I'm gonna enjoy the show. And thank you, WWE, for this opportunity, and thank you for continuously putting on a good show for us during this pandemic era. Exactly, and and the most important of part of the whole thing about registering is that it's fucking free. Exactly. It's free. You don't want to mess this up for the rest of us by doing some dumb shit like those people did. Where they could get that, they could take that away from us. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yep. Network is nine ninety nine. Every other subscription network is like fourteen dollars. You know what I'm saying? WWE could easily take that away from its fans, but they don't because yeah. unlike everybody else, they actually care about the fans. They actually do. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like you don't see the NBA promoting their merchandise for fifty percent off, buy one get one free. Like you don't see that shit. Like WWE, believe it or not, actually cares about us. But you idiots are taking full advantage of doing something so stupid. Fucking preach. Anyway, that, you know, the Get Your Podcast actually got serious for him. We actually got serious for him. <laughs> My winner of the week. <laughs> 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 My winner of the week goes to uh, uh, this week's NXT, just because, like, I, I think they, they finally eclipsed 1 million viewers, or viewers, so that's a great accomplishment. I, I know they didn't have a competition, but in the end, it's like, they they took advantage of of like of you know of not having that competition and they put on a good show. Last week they were my loser. This week they're my winner for the exact opposite reason, which is they did a good job at the at, when they had the opportunity to, and it was such a great show. So thank you NXT, you're the winner of the week. So what take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Count it. Take that. Take that. Well said. My winner is Oscar for winning a belt. Yeah. Move on to. Yay. Last call with uh, Brother Jay. So, Shaquille O'Neal, he re-upped oh. his contract with the TNT brand as an analyst, obviously inside the NBA and AEW are on the same channel. And he even tweeted mm-hmm. that he wants to wrestle Cody. He even mm-hmm. tweeted him out, tweeted AEW saying that, sign me up. Do you think he's going to break that alliance with WWE where he appeared a few times and joined the AEW just for a little cameo appearance? Um, if I know Shaq, Shaq's going to go with any with anything that does the best business. So AEW, they're both on the same network. Um, Cody seemed, you know, Tony Khan and them, they seem like a little bit more entertaining to the idea. So it probably could happen. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that – uh, Shaquille O'Neal stepped into a TNT wrestling show. I mean, he did it in in uh, for WCW. So, I agree. Like you know, Mike Tyson did the same thing. He he like he did, he worked for WWE and like for WrestleMania, and then sure enough, he 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 wound up on NXT yawning. So same thing. Like you know, they're gonna he's he, uh, Shaq is gonna be the really dark order, and he's gonna go there and like beat some ass, and like he's gonna get some much much uh, welcome um, publicity too to uh aew 
And then, yeah, I, I could see him totally doing it. Like, I want to see him go full out. I want to see Charles Barkley's ass out there, too. Or like, Charles Barkley and Shaq together as a team, mm. shield, you know, like, just like, do, do their thing with Kenny the Jet Smith, their, with their, uh, their manager, uh, Ernie Johnson. Mm-hmm. That should be wild. Like, I, I can see it. it happening. And Let's I do want it. to see it. Yep. The real hurt business. The real hurt business right there. <laughs> The and then WWE of, of TNT, and then WWE is gonna get like Joel Embiid or something, Dwight Howard. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Joel Embiid's not doing anything, right? Oh, you know who they're gonna get? They're gonna get. They're gonna get Antetokounmpo. <laughs> right, because he does those 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 he does the uh, those wrestling things like before every single match, right? Oh, With that's the, right. The yeah. Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, they yep, yep, yep. Do Let's do that. That's Just true. Dwight Dwight, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's probably like. Man, I, I wish I wasn't in the playoffs, or else I'd be uh, looking at Keith Lee right now. Or <laughs> I really like that Joni Atlas, you know. Aliupa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. I cut you out for a second there. Oh, that was, a, it was for good reason. That was I was done. <laughs> we, good. we good, dude. <laughs> So uh, moving on, so the 2020 Hall of Fame class will be inducted in, with the 2021 class, since obviously, you know, COVID. So the 20, just a reminder, WWE class, 2020 class was Batista, JBL, the Bella Twins, Jushin Thunder Liger, British Bulldog, NWO, of, of Hulk Hogan, Sean Waltman, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. Yeah. So they'll be joining the 2021 class. I don't know. I don't know who's in the Hall of Fame, but who would be in is the M1 wrestler who would be in that 2021 class? Steven Richards? Christian. 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 There you go. Christian is another one. Um, but Vader definitely needs to be in there. Um, no, I, he's not in there, right? Vader's not in there? I think he is. I don't, I'm going to look it up, but go ahead. Keep going. Okay, if, if he's not, I, I would put him in not not just because not for his WWE career, but for what he did in WCW and what he's done in New Japan Pro. Like that, those are the reasons why I think he should be in there because he had far better career um, outside of WWE. When he got into WWE, I don't know what the fuck happened. I, I guess he thought he was too too big for himself or whatever. Or he was also at the end of his, you know, he was a little bit older when he got by the time he got to WWE, but. Um, I, I really enjoyed his work on New Japan Pro and WCW. I mean, he was the first guy to legitimately have his eye taken out of his head. So <laughs> that's true. He did before Rey Mysterio. That's right. <laughs> yep, yep. yep. Uh, I don't see him. I don't. I don't see him in the in the Hall of Fame. So I'll, yeah, he's not in there yet. So good call, dude. Good call. Good call. Well, breaking news, actually. I just found out that Rico is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Rico's oh, Rico uh, Cyber. Uh, Simon <laughs> Dean. Simon Dean. <laughs> Simon Dean. <laughs> WWE is gonna force Rico to cut his sideburns off, and just that'll just be the Hall of Fame. Like just, <laughs> just a picture of his sideburns. Um, Bastion Booger will be oh, in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and Chuck. Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas. <laughs> <laughs> the repo man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
The oddities. The oddities. Anyway. Um, <laughs> not ICP, though. Fuck them. <laughs> Joining Juice and Thunder Liger, Kai and Tai. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Blue Meanie. Blue Meanie is the, uh, the first inductee. <laughs> But, uh, but anyways, we'll uh, uh, so last thing I want to bring this up: the talking smack incident with the Miz and Big E. Mm, mm, mm. So background: talking smack. Glad that shows back. So Miz and Big E were talk. Miz claims that he went through the same lack of opportunities as Kofi. What? And he just said that you just have to push through it and main and maintain that main event status. So he was saying that you know Miz is like, oh, I was I I earned the title shot and lost it right away. It's the same thing. And then Biggie argued, well, you didn't have to wait eleven years for a title shot. True, and that's where like Miz kind of wasn't aware of like the social differences there. But I think it's a work. You know, I think the I think Miz is smarter than that, and he just wants to create heat. I, he's done it his whole life. You know, even back when he was on Real World, acting like an idiot with the belt. While Coral Coral was giving some cider, but um, I'm saying you bring up Coral. <laughs> the Miz, he's he's known for credit generating heat. He's smarter than that. And, and I mean, he's had that famous argument with Daniel Bryan in the past yeah. on Talking Smack over being called a boring wrestler, and you saw his eyes watering and all that. Man, that whole, whole big acting job, like in the, the Green Fifteen, was up for grabs or something. But um, this is a work. But it's a great work by the Miz. Brilliant to get people talking about it because it's working. For sure. It's a work, brother. See, this is the thing. Okay, so this is the part where I feel people discredit the Miz. Like, he knew exactly what he was doing, right? If people don't know and watch Up, Up, Down, Down, these guys are friends, okay? And they were definitely putting on, like, a kayfabe-style shoot interview, okay? My thing is... If this was MJF, people would be like, oh, he's so good. But because it's The Miz and it's WWE, they're like, oh, The Miz is the Karen of uh, uh, WWE. You know what I'm saying? He, he knew exactly what he was saying. It's borderline racist. It's like, bitches. If you didn't understand what was going on in, in Talking Smack, then you don't know wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. It's, it, it does. You're like, I like that point that you made it there. Um, sorry. Hold on. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I like that point that you made that, yeah, you're like, you know, up, up, down, down, they're all friends and stuff like that. And like, you know, like, and same thing, like, Miz, I, I'm going to give him credit that he, it really isn't, like, doesn't have his head that far up his ass, you know. And then like, and, mm-hmm. and Talking Smack has always been one of those, uh, like, those it, platforms to, to create new, uh, new rivalries and, you know, just create intrigue into a match. So and yeah, exactly, and in this case, it's like, yeah, I could totally see them just use and maybe putting a little bit of the of the uh, of the what's going on in the world right now to like feel that fire a little bit, you know. And and then in the end, it's like, like he did say something pretty ass night, and like he's gonna have to answer for it either way. So it's like, so I I like what they're doing, you know. I don't know if there's any any like actual real heat to it, but I like it. And, like, that's why I'm glad Talking Smack is back. So, yay. Yep. 100%. 100%. Yep, yep, yep. Nice. So, should we <laughs> – that's all I got for last call. I mean, do you have any other topics that I missed out? Well, actually, I do have 
I missed one topic. This is actually the worst one. So Sonia Deville is still receiving threats following that random ass kidnapping that that guy from North Carolina tried to plan out. So I don't know. I don't have too many details, but she said she received some DMs that said, I'll finish the job that Philip started. Oh, my God. What the fuck? And then another comment was, my knife is sharper than Philip's. Oh, my. What the? Are you serious? So there's some crazy ass people in the world. You know, these are the guys that vote against touchy-feely fans in our, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in our March Madness crew. Yeah, right? There ain't nothing wrong with that. You, what the hell, dude? Really? Oh and my these God. people are dumb as hell. Like, this could easily get traced back to them if you're doing this on social media. Like, exactly. Ugh. Just like it's, that Alexa Bliss with the Jeep. With the, <laughs> right, I'm going to find that black Jeep and kill you. Uh, whatever that guy said, the Ryan Cabrera. So crazy wow. ass. My main take on that is like I, I hope these uh, wrestlers are taking proper precautions. Like you know, just just being careful. Watch out. Watch your back. You know, like like more security system in their place. Stuff like because it's like, you know, you just don't know. Like like the reason why we say they're crazy is because they don't think like us. So how do we how do do we know like if they're gonna act upon these stupid things? You know. So it's it's very scary right now to be a celebrity. Like now that people are getting like you know access to these celebrities more and more. So I just hope for like Sonia's sake that she's taking like way more or Dodo's sake. You know, just like like to like take care of your your uh of of the people that work for you because like you know when you're in the public eye you've got a target on your back too and it's really scary and like you know i just hope for the best and because like in the end like there's crazy fans out there but they get they're outnumbered by millions by like us fans who support and love them that that's that's just messed up and that's just uh i have no i have nothing else to say but that's just that's just messed up I can't believe that somebody actually would text that to her after what's going on. And how, how do these people even have her number still? You know what I mean? Oh, no. I think it was just through social media or oh, something. Through social media. Oh, through social media. Yeah. It's still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah turn off the DMs. Turn off your DMs. Don't, don't give these people a chance. Yeah, exactly. Turn off your DMs. Get a new Twitter, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just, just, just get off social media, you know? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, crazy world. But that's the last not and uh, last call with a bad somber topic. But um, <laughs> but real quick, Jay, don't you have some uh, some news to talk about? Is isn't this the last last call? Wow. We don't know yet. So hopefully, it, hopefully it'll be more like the like there'll be plenty more. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, that is that'll be discussed. Oh, still in discussion? Still in dis- okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. You know. All right. Whatever. Oh, there. Thank you. Thank you. Explain that. And now, sweaty sessions. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, sweaty sessions. Um, I just we decided to keep with the NBA theme, and kind of do something a little bit different. We normally compare players to wrestlers, but this time we're going to take it a little spin on it and we're going to compare wrestler to NBA franchise. If that makes sense. Like if they suck, they'll be the Knicks. Yeah, so that's pretty much who is that? Bo <laughs> Dallas? <laughs> he was a former NXT champion, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like the Knicks. We had the Madison Square Garden, man. Come on. <laughs> My dad's IRS. My dad's IRS. 
Um, does anybody want to go over? Uh, I can go. Okay. All right. So let's let's start off uh, really quick with uh, like I I want to uh, I want to go with the like not just one particular wrestler but the whole undisputed era. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the okay. undisputed era right now are the Houston Rockets. And here's yeah, I know it's gonna be a little weird, but here's here's okay. here's why it might be a stretch, but then like with my explanation, but but uh, hear me out. So. Right, right now, Houston Rockets have two of the, the top stars in, in basketball, and James Harden and, uh, and uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook, right? Right. Like, right now, everyone will agree. Like, you know, Adam Cole is, one, like, you know, the, one of the brightest future stars here in the WWE. But, like, in my eyes, I think Kyle O'Reilly is going to be is amazing. Like it, it's it's more like a technical wrestler thing. I, I could I would liken his his wrestling style to like a a Zack Saber Jr. or like a, a Brian Danielson. He's he's very underrated and like I think like like once he gets more time, you'll you guys will see that he's actually a sick sick technical wrestler and may. Well, hold on. I, I'm gonna if I could just tag in Charlie and go with what you're saying. When he had that ROH singles run, Red, Red Dragon took a break. Yeah, he reminded me a little bit of Owen Hart. There you go. I mean, like, exactly. He had that that's, that's saying a lot, right? Like, right. He had that, like, little chip on the shoulder. And, dude, dude's got charisma. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. I Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, I'll let you, so, I'll let you so, And not only that, the, the, the other reason why I picked them, the Rockets, is because the Rockets right now, they're, they're, they don't have any – their starters, none of them are taller than 6'7". seven. <laughs> 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 look at the undisputed era, and like they they look like they're looking for some retribution, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so for those two reasons, I got the undisputed era as the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets, okay, 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 okay. I got you, I got you. Um, for me, I know this is going to be a little bit of uh, a little bit of a stretch. Okay, the Bullet Club, right? Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna compare the Bullet Club to the LA Lakers, meaning like, you know, if you look at the Lakers history, they've had a lot of greats, Kareem, Magic, you know, Jerry West, you know, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, you know, they had a lot of stars come in and out of LA. And that's basically the same thing with the Bullet Club. Like there's a lot of stars that came through or have been members of the Bullet Club through their significant time from uh, New Japan Pro and RH. I mean, you had Adam Cole, Right, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, the Bucks, Finn Balor, the OG. You know, you had uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. You had a lot of people come in there. Now you got Kenta, Jay White. You know, just like the Lakers, they had Kobe, Shaq, Robert Horry, Eddie Jones, even Gary Payne and Carmelo has been up in there. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of greats. And now you got LeBron. Now you got and you know Anthony Davis. So I mean, to me, like, yeah, I gotta say that that that's too comparable, um, and uh, that's how I look at it. Nice. nice. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the basketball theme. I'm gonna go with the San Antonio Spurs are the Usos. So <laughs> Usos this era? are this era. Just hear me out. Okay. Usos are very consistent. You know, just the franchise in general, they're very consistent. They won oh. a lot of titles back in the day. Not bet well, you know, a few years back, they were, you know, title always in the mix for the title championships. Now, True. you know, one of the Uso guys are hurt. They're not relevant anymore. 
And that's where the Spurs are. Spurs, you know, they just missed their first playoffs in 20-something years. Right. And they're kind of uh, hurting right now, just like the Usos. I hope they can come back. I think – I don't know if it's Jimmy or Jay, but one of them is out six to nine months with the knee injury. So I'm going to keep it like that. It's not a knock on the Usos. The Spurs are one of the best franchises, lots of championships, just like the Usos. But looking at the current state with the how the Usos aren't in wrestling right now, that's just like the Spurs right now. Not relevant. Okay, I like that. I like that. All right. Well, who wants to go next? Oh, uh, I actually okay. had the Spurs also. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, but then my Spurs are all right. Uh, my Spurs are the Undertaker. <laughs> yes, I was. I thought about you. <laughs> you got that too. You got that too. Oh, because the old. Okay. Yeah. You're, old. Talking, you're just talking about the roster in general. No, like I'm just saying, like you know, the Spurs franchise. You know, they're they're like they're, they're, they're consistent. They're always up there, but they're still old school. They they do like you know, slow, methodical, boring, but they're always good. <laughs> <laughs> run run the same play, you know, saying with yep, Tim Duncan. Exactly. Right? It's just it's just that, that pick and roll, like 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 uh, start from the start, start inside out basketball that they do you know uh, they have like, court set up you know yep, just like exactly they have court set up with like tony parker take using every clock is similar to undertaker taking his time going to the ring exactly so that's why they they like i, I just had them as first but that's all i just want to i just want to jump on uh, on what you said too no, that's good. That's good. That's good. Oh, for me, I, I kind of have to do the same thing, like kind of like what you guys did in basketball terms. The Portland Trailblazers are consistent in making the playoffs. They, they've made 22-plus years being in the playoffs. I mean, obviously no championships, but every year you can always make sure that they're in the playoffs. They seem to have good players, you know. Um, Jer- the Jerome Curses of the world, Rasheed Wallace. I mean, obviously Clyde yeah. Robinson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damian Lillard and, uh, you Dame know, Stoudemire. Damian Stoudemire, um, you know, you know, uh, Zach Randolph, you know, just to name a few, you know, um, I, I kind of compare them to Seamus, you know, saying Seamus has how many world titles? <laughs> he's always in the hunt for, you know, either a, a icy title. He's always in these big feuds, but no one seems to realize how big of a threat he really is. You know what I'm saying? He gets kind of like look past. So to me, like they're too comparable. Nice. nice. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go, you know, the, the Portland Trailblazers. I'll stay on that. But remember we had the Jailblazers? Yeah. Steve Smith. Bonzi Wells. Bonzi, yeah. So if, you're, so if you mention jail and a team, <laughs> it's going to be Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's next? that's it okay here i got one we're going back to like early 2000s right we're talking about like shout out to knuckleheads podcast but the the d miles quentin richardson la clippers right and you know they were flashy guys running gun did the alley-oops the whole knucklehead lamar odom Odom, right you know all all over candy all over candy um (laughs) shout out yeah, that's number one pick of all time. <laughs> Corey McGrady, Corey McGrady, Corey McGrady. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, oh, that's true. If, if I could compare that young gun highlight team, I gotta compare them to the early young bucks. You know what I'm saying? Doing you know like high spot moves and PWG and, and and making their ways around New Japan Pro right before they got in the Bullet Club. Like they were like known as like the new high-flying indie team uh, in the wrestling scene. So I kind of compared uh, that team to uh, the Young Bucks. 
cool, cool, cool. I like nice, that. Nice, nice. Um, Charlie, did you wait? Did you go or did? Oh, we're just kind of just going. So like, okay. Know. Yeah. So oh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I got I got the the uh, Sacramento Kings. So, but I'm not talking about the Sacramento Kings now. I'm talking about the the Showtime Kings. Uh, uh-huh. Rick the two thousand. The two thousand era. Yep. Right. So like so so with my boy Divac and and Divac, Divac I don't know how to say his goddamn name. Uh, like uh, Chris Weber, Doug Crispy, Pedro Stoyakovich, uh, Jason Williams. So these guys, these guys are poetry. They're they're like poetry in motion. Like you watched their half court sets, they were just they worked so well together. Everything looked so great. They were so flashy, but they never won the big one. Right. So they're they're so great to see, but they're they're like they they just never ever won the championship. So that's Ricochet. <laughs> right now, Ricochet is like he's just he's just probably one of the best people to watch. You just can't like not watch when he's out there. But then, do you see him winning a world championship? Not with not with his like corny ass lines and his mic work right now, like his marketability. You know, like uh-huh. his size. Vince is not going to make him the, the number one guy. So I'm I'm going to say he's my sec my Rick Edelman Sacramento Kings. The the way you the way you put that, I thought you were gonna say something like Jeff Hardy or RVD, but Ricochet was like the last. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that about many guys, but Ricochet was the first one that came to my mind just because of his flash, you know. Okay, okay, I got you, I got you. <laughs> so I'm gonna bring up, I'm gonna change sports a little bit. I'm gonna go with the New England Patriots franchise, oh, and that's gonna go to Ric Flair. So obviously oh, okay. both both Patriots and Ric Flair very successful careers. Now, the thing is, the Patriots and Ric Flair will win will try to win at all costs. So Ric Flair, whether he's wounded or whether it's low blow or whether he has a stable around him to help him win. The New England Patriots back in the early two thousands actually was well actually they got caught again last year, but they were caught uh, cheating, basically, videotaping the other team's practices and the other team's sidelines. So that was a big uh, that was a big hubbub around like the two thousand to two thousands when they uh, during the Super Bowl Patriots they were videotaping their Super Bowl opponents' practices, right, right, right. and they only didn't really get fined. I mean, they got fined like they lost a draft pick, they got fined a couple hundred thousand dollars, but that's it for cheating. <laughs> So I would relate the Patriots to Ric Flair just because of those similarities. They win at all costs, and they're they're good at it. Woo, woo! And I gotta say, who knows? Maybe Ric Flair and the owner are in, are in the same like you know spot places. <laughs> that that kind of brings me back to my other my next comparison because I had uh I actually had Hulk Hogan to the Patriots. Because, oh, yeah, because oh. both both are America's team and America's rest, you know, America's uh, wrestler, you know. So of course, and like the, the both are were like you know the, the top of their game at, at their respective sports. And also, same thing, just like just like uh, Robert Kraft got caught, you know, getting jerked off by little Chinese ladies. It was the same thing with like with uh, how Hogan got caught like smashing you know, a bubble around <laughs> his wife, or whatever. <laughs> and and they both got more money because of it. <laughs> like, nothing bad happened to them, even though they got caught, like you know, with their pants down, literally. So yeah, that's why I think Hogan is my is my uh is my New England Patriots. Oh my gosh, those are good. Those are good. Does anybody have any more? I got more, but I'll, I'll let you guys go. But anybody? I'm gonna go I, with... I... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Justin. Yeah, I already went after before Charlie. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I'm going to say is the undisputed era. So the Kansas City Chiefs are they're they're already a Super Bowl champion and they're a young team. There is so much potential for so much more, and that's what we see with Undisputed Era. Adam Cole is the Patrick Mahomes, the best. And you have a good supporting cast that's gonna have their have their own sets of belts when they get called up to the main roster. There's gonna take WWE by storm, like they are doing with NXT, just like the Chiefs are doing with the NFL. Nice. Okay. okay. For me, I was going to be like, do you remember when the Detroit Pistons won the uh, 2005, uh, 2005 NBA championships and they beat out the, the all-star um, LA Lakers? I think that was 04. I, can't remember. I think it was 04. Yeah, I don't know. what. Yeah, 04. And they were like the underdogs. Like they, they didn't have no all-stars really. They were like not flashy. They were just go in just to play basketball they were, they were the ultimate underdog. I kind of compare that to Daniel Bryan when he won at WrestleMania 30. He had to go over Triple H, and then he had to go over Batista and Randy Orton. So to me, that's kind of a similar thing. Same underdog type story. Yeah, I, I can see that. Nice. All right, anything else? <laughs> Like the only other one I had was uh, I know you're to use Ric Flair. My my Ric Flair was the Boston Celtics because you know Ric Flair's got 16 championships and like you know the, the Celtics themselves had like I believe they have 10, right? So right. like they, you know they're very very like storied franchise and you know plus like even the Celtics they give you that old school feel you know like their court the the, the um their courts like looks really old and like that also reminds me of Ric Flair. So like so so for better or for worse I I, I was I was saying that the uh, Celtics were Ric Flair, woo, woo, and that's <laughs> right. all. Yep. Uh, all right. So is that is that our show? I think that's pretty much it. Um, okay. I mean, um, you know, hit us up on Twitter if there's any uh, teams that you want to compare to a wrestler. Um, you can find us at you know get your podcast on Twitter, Instagram, get your podcasts. Uh, Jay, Charlie, is there anything else that y'all like to say? Nope, I'm just, just glad just, to be back, but, y'all, and nope. uh, glad to be back. with get the gang back together. Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we keep this going. 100%. And uh, like I said, we'll be back next week. Shout out to Garn, shout out to Judge, shout out to Daryl. Yo, y'all, we out of here. Uh, peace. <laughs> Is it my Tozawa music? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, Charlie. <laughs> Later, y'all! <laughs> Later. <laughs>